right, Nebraska fans, I've got five bold predictions for the Cornhuskers football team in 2023. I know it seems like the season just ended, but I've got some predictions to get off my chest, uh, and I will certainly talk and, and kind of wrap them all around my full season preview and prediction for Nebraska and all the other Big Ten teams when it is time, probably post-spring ball, let the competitions go, let some of the see if there's any major injuries, knock on wood. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to the network so you don't miss out on that and more content that I put about Nebraska football, because trust me, I will put out plenty. I'm really excited about their program. So let's get into it. Five bold predictions for Nebraska. The first one I almost didn't include in there because I'm going to do another video kind of breaking down the quarterback battle, but I'll, I'll, I'll give the prediction and I'll kind of go in depth in that video down the road. Why I think this, but in more detail, at least the first one is that Jeff Sims wins the quarterback battle. And it's kind of a two part to this. I don't know if he necessarily wins it in fall camp and is a starter right away going into week one, or if Casey Thompson is, and at some point he gets hurt uh, or at some point it's just, Hey, we got to change this up. I tend to believe that Casey Thompson is a starter. He's not getting benched for Jeff Sims unless he gets hurt because their schedule early on the first four weeks is favorable for them and potential for them to go four and oh, truthfully. So I don't see him losing any of those games or playing poorly enough to get benched going into that week five matchup against Michigan. I just think Jeff Sims is ultra talented and has all the potential in the world. And I, I call me crazy. I think he's going to capitalize on the potential. I think the pieces around him are going to allow him to do that. And he's going to capitalize and he's going to be the starter. And I'll get into a whole other video of why I think that kind of look at the stats, different styles, how they could fit into the offense, all of that. Second bold prediction and it relies on, you know, other than relies on something other than just talent. It relies on a little bit of luck, and that's Eric Gilbert and Thomas Fedoni combined for 1,100 yards receiving. Now it relies on Thomas Fedoni being healthy. Truthfully, I, I think Eric Gilbert's going to be healthy. I think this is kind of his last stop. He's got to figure it out, and he knows that he he knows everything. He knows what everybody else in the country and at Nebraska know, and that's and that's that he has as much talent and potential as anybody in the country at tight end specifically, but in in the entirety of college football, regardless of position, he has the potential to be a first round pick at tight end. Absolutely. It's just, will he put it together? Will he not worry about the off the field issues? Will he not worry about, you know, whatever it may be? Will he stay healthy? Didn't have a whole lot of injury problems, but some that were enough to you know mention in this video. So, I think he puts it together, stays on the field, has a great season. And then Fedoni, if he's healthy, he's a former five-star tight end. He also has all the talent in the world, and he's, he's got his head on straight, staying off the field, he's staying on the field and away from off-the-field issues. They're both healthy. If they're, Fedoni's healthy, and if Gilbert is on the field and staying out of trouble and, and it, it is recognizing this is his last chance, then I think those two are arguably the best tight end duo in the country. I think Eric All and Luke Lachey at Iowa make that argument, but I think they're both going to be healthy and on the field, and I think they're combined for 1,100-plus yards receiving. The third prediction is that Anthony Grant goes for 1,200 yards rushing, or at least damn close to 1,200 yards rushing. Okay, If he gets 1,194, I'm still counting that as a correct prediction. And I think he was close. He was at like 920, 930 yards rushing last year. I think regardless of who starts at quarterback, if it's Casey Thompson, that's another year – uh, that he has under his belt after starting, after going through spring ball, if he's healthy through that, uh, through fall camp, 
getting acclimated with some new offensive linemen and Ben Scott, Jacob Hood, that I believe both are going to start. I think he's got a real good shot to have 1,200 yards. And if it's Jeff Sims starting, which I think it will, Rush fans, Jeff Sims, go look up some highlights of him, just rushing touchdowns. He brings an, a whole other element to this offense, not just from the RPO side and, and being able to make some, some big-time throws, but from the running game side. He is an electric athlete. And if you pair that with Anthony Grant, I don't think you see it right away, Anthony Grant's stats pop, because you'll have that zone read option where Sims might take it and teams figure out, okay, he's he's fast. Like We can't just let him go off, off the corner by himself. But as teams sell on to that quarterback, you're going to see Grant get the ball and get 10 yards and then get 15 and then get a 25-yard touchdown and then get a 50-yard run. Things like that are going to open up for Grant. If Sims is a quarterback, even if he's not, I still think he gets 1,200 yards because he's that talented of a running back. Uh, the fourth is that Malachi Coleman starts on offense. The four-star receiver is coming in. Yes, I know he's a freshman. He has all the talent in the world to be a high ranked receiver in the Big Ten, highly productive receiver in the Big Ten and in college football. And no matter who starts a quarterback this year, he's going to have a quarterback that can make the throws to him. You know, Case Thompson absolutely can do. I believe, I truly believe that Jeff Sims can and would do it if he's a starter. And if it's not Jeff Sims this year, then then it's Jeff Sims the year after or whoever, Dylan Raiola in a couple of years. Who knows? Who knows with that? So I think Malachi Coleman starts on the offensive plays a big role. I don't think he's going to be their leading receiver. I don't know if he's going to be the guy, but I think he will catch touchdowns for the Cornhuskers this year. And I think he will start on offense. Even if it's not right away, I think he'll work his way in at least and become a starter or be a starter going into the first game. And then the last one, it's kind of a two-parter, kind of a bonus two-parter. First part of it, Nebraska will be in the running for the Big Ten West title in late November. And it all comes down to the last two games. It comes down to Wisconsin. They play at Wisconsin in week 11 or week 12, just kind of depending how the bye week fits out. And they play home against Iowa in their very last game. And I, listen, Illinois fans, Minnesota fans, I get it. You're, you're not happy about me talking about Nebraska being contention for the Big Ten West when you know they lost to both those teams, when Illinois was ranked, when Minnesota has all this going back. I get it. I'm just telling you all the talent that's coming to Nebraska is going to make some noise this year. That's just my take. That's my gut feeling and my opinion on it. And so I think Nebraska, with that first part, is going to have eight wins in 2023. And I think it's going to come down to those last two games of whether or not they're going to win the Big Ten West or Wisconsin or Iowa. I don't know who it's going to be in the end. I'll make those predictions later down the road. Gut feeling and Nebraska fans, I think this is fair is that it'd be Wisconsin or Iowa, right? A lot of people will believe it's Wisconsin. It's no shot against Nebraska. It's just like, hey, maybe they're not ready year one under Matt Rule. Maybe they need another year to grow, to grow together in that culture, to, to add some more pieces through recruiting and through the transfer. Or maybe, or maybe not. Maybe they're ready right away, and it happens very quickly. I don't know. I, I tend to lean towards Wisconsin and Iowa, like I said, but I think it's going to come down to those last two games to determine – if they're a Big Ten West champion or not, and go to the Indianapolis. Don't think they end up do, but I think it's going to come down to it, which gives Nebraska fans excitement late in this season, which you haven't had in so long. So those are my five, kind of five and a half, uh, bold predictions for Nebraska. Nebraska fans, leave in the comments. Give me a thumbs up if you like these. Give me a thumbs down if you're like, nope, these are all BS, not going to happen. 
Let me know which ones you think are totally out of, you know, de- totally out of the scenario and which ones you think are kind of realistic and maybe should happen. Maybe they aren't too bold. And then give me some of your own bold predictions in the chat as well. Again, make sure you go subscribe to the Takeover Sports Network on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at DonnieMac98. Follow the show at Big Ten Takeover and the network at Takeover Pods all on Twitter. So you don't miss any of our tweets, contents, you know, debates, whatever it may be. And of course, we are partnered with Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Use the promo code Takeover for 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You can pick two to five players and over on their projections, mixed sports entries, and what up to 10 time on any entry. They've got an easy to use mobile app both in the App Store and Google Play, and it should be made in 60 seconds or less. So either go online to Price Picks, download the app, whichever is your preference, use the promo code Takeover so they know we sent you and get that 100% instant deposit match up to $100. And for the network and for the show, I am Diamond White, and I will see you all next time. Thank you.